1: Welcome to Go Green Radio, everybody. So glad that you could tune in. Today is going to be a fun show. I'm really excited to bring this topic to you. Really excited to introduce our guests as well. Um, you know, California is a great big state and we have a lot of schools within the state and when we're all actually going to school and I, I'm hopeful that'll happen before too long. We generate a lot of waste over well over a half a million tons a year. And a lot of that waste could be composted, could be recovered if it's food that's edible, it could be recycled. And we have a state agency with a ton. Ton of resources, and that's CalRecycle. And so we're going to be talking with two representatives who work not only on their school teams, they have a lot of other responsibilities, but they do work on the school teams. And we're going to talk about some of the resources that they have readily available free to schools. And the great news is it's on the Internet. So schools in any location can take advantage of these awesome resources. So our guests are Curie Kenwella. She is a senior environmental scientist and specialist at Cal. Recycle with 14 years of experience in the industry. And Haley Allmiller is also an environmental scientist. And she has been with Cal Recycle for a little bit over a year, and she has several hats that she wears. Maybe she'll get a chance to tell us more about that. But uh, let's let's get going, ladies. I am so glad to have you on the show. So let's begin by having you explain to our listeners what role Cal Recycle plays in state government. Give us an idea of what branch of government Cal Recycles in, and what the overarching responsibility of the agency is.
2: Awesome. Thanks for having us, Jill, first of all. We are um, super, super excited to be here um, representing CalRecycle and what we are doing as a department and at the school's team. CalRecycle is one of seven boards, departments, or offices. We call them BDOs under the California Environmental Protection Agency umbrella, or Cal-EPA. I love Cal Recycle's mission statement. It was one of the reasons why I gravitated towards this agency. Um, It is a little long, so I am going to read it to you. Sure. Cal (laughs) Cal Recycle's mission is to restore, protect, and manage the state's natural, historical, and cultural resources for current and future generations using creative approaches and solutions based on science, collaboration, and respect for all the communities and interests involved. And we do just that by overseeing how the state handles solid waste. Um, promoting environmental stewardship, and capturing and recycling materials to create new products, like taking food scraps to create compost, um, making roads with shredded tires, or taking something like mattresses, which is made up of several types of materials, and ensuring that each one of those materials gets captured to create new products.
1: That is a huge task. That's a huge mission. <laughs> and and I'm so glad that we're able to talk with you guys. And in fact, I'm already thinking about having you on another time to talk about some of the things outside of the school's realm, uh, because, you know, all of these issues and all of this, all of your mission is just so vital, not just for California, of course, but for every state in the country and every country in the world, these are big, big issues. But let's go to the role of the Cal Recycle schools team. Where do you guys fall within the organizational structure and what are your specific responsibilities?
3: Yeah, so um, the schools team is within the local assistance and market development branch of PowerCycle, which in itself is under the materials management and local assistance division um, in the local assistance and market development branch, which we call LAMD. Our staff are out in the field promoting waste reduction, recycling, manufacturing, and promoting the purchase of products made from recycled materials, Mm -hmm. and land is split into four regions, so the North, the Bay Area, Central, and South, and staff in each area work together to understand the solid waste and recycling infrastructure and markets both locally and regionally um, by working with the cities, counties, businesses, and schools. Um, Our schools team is made up of a staff person in each of those areas. So I represent the North Area um, with another staff person from our statewide technical and research branch, um, and that one's called STAR. And together we collect best management practices from each region, provide technical assistance to our land staff to assist their local schools, and work collaboratively with Cal EPA's um, BDOs, um, to learn and provide resources to schools that may not be in the CalRecycle umbrella.
1: Gotcha. Gotcha. Now, I know that every state is a little bit different uh, when it comes to laws that pertain to the waste streams that come out of schools. Um, you know, I, I've worked a lot in the last couple of years with schools in New Jersey and the uh, Recycling has been the law since 1987 in that state, and schools can actually be fined uh, for not recycling, for not being in compliance with state law. But California is different, so take some time and talk to us about this. There are several, I know, California laws that are uh, that pertain to school waste. So talk us through those and tell us how the law works when it comes to school waste in California.
2: Sure. So California, uh, Cali- actually CalRecycle has been in collaboration with the Air Resources Board to fight climate change. In order for us to decrease greenhouse gas emissions, California passed the Mandatory Commercial Recycling and Mandatory Commercial Organics Recycling laws. Uh, we call them MCR and MORE, respectively. Mm -hmm. This requires schools to generate two cubic yards of waste, organics, and recyclables to reuse materials, recycle mixed recyclables, and compost, things like food waste and landscaping waste. We are trying to keep these materials from going to the landfill. Um, Effective this past July 1st, AB 827, which supports MCR and more entities, which schools are, This law gives everyone the opportunity to take part in separating materials for recycling by providing easily accessible and labeled containers. So wherever a trash container is located, a recycling or organics recycling container should be next to it. Uh, The newest law, SB 1383, which is California's short-lived climate pollutant reduction law, Mm-hmm. focuses on organic recycling and edible food recovery. So this law takes effect in 2022, which is just around the corner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yes, food, fiber, wood, and other organic waste materials make up the largest material types that end up in landfills. Uh, When those materials decompose, it emits methane, which is a climate super pollutant, a major contributor to climate change. So under this new law, local education agencies, which are your school districts, schools, charter schools, and county offices of education will have several new requirements. So uh, first, they're going to be required to have organic waste collection or self-haul organic waste to a facility that will recycle it. They will need to provide containers to collect organic waste and mix recyclables everywhere trash containers are located and provide training and education so that students, teachers, and administrators know how to properly lose organic waste recycling containers and then they will need to inspect those containers for clean recycling, which is just making sure that they are being properly used and they aren't letting users, and they are letting users, how to use them correctly.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: That's going to be a big task, <laughs> you know, and I think that, that a lot of uh, local local municipalities and schools are trying to get ready for that. And we'll talk about some of the particulars and resources that you guys are working on in a little bit, but help us understand the magnitude of the waste that's generated by California schools. And, you know, I, I mentioned over half a million tons is generated, but help us understand the impact that that has on California's landfill, recycling, and composting
3: Yeah, of course. Um, So based on the Department of Education's website for the 2019 to 2020 school year, there are over 10,000 schools and 6 million students in the public school system in California. And that doesn't include charter and private schools or even the community colleges and universities. So that's a lot of schools and a lot of students. Um, And CalRecycle did a school statewide rate waste characterization. So that means we collected, sorted, and weighed waste from a randomized sample of schools and district facilities to get an understanding of what types of materials were being thrown away. And from that, we learned that more than 75% came from paper, food waste, and landscaping, all of which we call organic materials. So the impact that schools and students can have on climate change is pretty significant um, if you think that if we recycled paper and landscaping instead of throwing um, or instead of throwing away good food, gave it to people who need it, more than 75% of what a school puts in the trash would not be turning into methane gas sitting in a landfill. Um, instead, we would be able to make compost to grow more healthy food and replenish our soils. And we could feed people and not the landfills. That's
1: awesome. And, and perfectly said, and, you know, it's something that we really need to be thinking about you know, especially during this time of COVID, we know that a lot of people are hurting financially and that translates very quickly into food insecurity. And so this is good to be thinking about on a human level, uh, not to mention, you know, the, the climate change issue. So we're going to take a quick commercial break. But when we come back, we have much more with Curie and Haley. So don't go away, folks. There's more Go Green Radio right after
0: this. News, 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 Opinion. News. Opinion. Conservation starts with us. Learn about environmental concerns each week when you tune in to Our Wild World with host Ellie Weiss. Our show centers on Africa each week and what's being done to save our wildlife, ecology, and ourselves. However, we'll also discuss what's going on closer to home. And most importantly, we'll let you know what can be done in our own backyards by featuring guest experts and featuring your questions and answers. Listen every Monday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific time, 11 a.m. Eastern time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome back to Go Green
1: Radio, everybody. So glad that you could join us. I'm really excited about this show because I think it's going to help a lot of schools, not just in California. Uh, Anybody can get a hold of the resources that we're talking about. But specifically in California, uh, what we're talking about today, in case you've just joined us, is uh, all of the resources that CalRecycle has available to schools in California to help them minimize or eliminate. That would be great their waste um, and and help them comply with state laws as they pertain to the waste stream that comes out of schools. Before we dive into the many resources that CalRecycle has for schools, help us understand the state's goals around waste
2: reduction and why it's such an important issue. Sure. Um, So earlier I talked about SB 1383. And it is the biggest change to happen in waste management in over 30 years in California. Um, We are trying to fast-track climate progress by reducing super climate super pollutants. Um, In order for California to have a fighting chance, SB 1383 is asking all Californians, the residents, local, state, and federal governments, Um, businesses and schools to help us reach our goal to reduce organic waste by 50% in 2020, 75% by 2025, and recover 20% of the edible food that is currently being put in landfills and redirecting that food to Californians who do not have enough food to eat. Uh, 2020 has been a very interesting year. (laughs) And this year, I feel like we have seen the effects of climate change. We've had these long heat waves this past summer, and the wildfires um, in California um, had us under red and orange skies for days. Mm. Um, The pandemic has increased food insecurity in communities, and hunger has doubled as a result. This new law will have a direct impact on those issues.
1: I love it. And I mean, it's a win-win-win all the way around. And so even though I know uh, it's going to be difficult to comply with, I think that once we all figure out how to do that, um, we're going to be proud of ourselves and we we will have accomplished something tremendous. Um, Now, the Cal Recycle School's uh, website is just chock full of fantastic resources for schools. And I wanna talk about them. Let's start with the waste reduction strategies for each department within a school district. Talk to us about the resources that you have specifically for district administrators, business services, and the facilities and planning folks.
3: Yeah. So I think it's important to understand that we understand that schools are not made of just students and teachers. Mm -hmm. There are so many moving parts that create the school environment, Um, and as you mentioned, three of those parts include district administrators, business services, and facilities and planning. So the school's team has been collecting specific strategies and best management practices that each department can implement that would reduce their environmental impact and promote environmental stewardship. So for district administration, um, we believe that administrative leadership and support is the key to successful school recycling and waste reduction programs. Um, we have sample policies and procedures including memos to communicate waste management program changes and handbooks that provide um, a step-by-step guide to begin or improve on school campus recycling programs Uh, for business services um, we provide resources to help schools with their waste management service contracts So we show how through effective trash and recycling contracts you can not only increase your recycling programs but can also save money by reducing how much waste your school throws away. And then um, facilities and planning is about how designing and building high-performance schools provides an optimum learning environment. So using materials made with recycled content conserving energy and using natural light, water efficiency, and providing a healthy and comfortable environment um, all function as a teaching tool.
1: love it and and you also in that uh, area of the website have some resources for maintenance and operations uh, personnel, which is a big one, purchasing of course technology services and transportation. You know, and and some of these roles are not ones that people might think have something to do with the waste stream, but they absolutely do. So talk to us about those resources. Sure, of
2: course. So our... um Maintenance, so maintenance and operation includes your grounds and custodial staff. Organic waste, which includes waste from landscaping, is a material that we are focused on with SB 1383 regulations. And remember, it does account for a large percentage of a school waste waste stream. Mm-hmm.
3: Um,
2: so we provide tips like xeriscaping, which is creating resource-efficient landscaping, or grass cycling, which is a natural recycling of grass by leaving clippings on the lawn when mowing. The clippings decompose quickly and it releases valuable and high quality nutrients back into the soil. Uh, The personnel department plays a significant role in carrying out school board policies. Uh, We provide resources on incorporating waste reduction activities into job function language or how developing a training plan with environmental practices creates a school culture of environmental stewardship. For the purchasing department, our resources is, oops, resources focus on environmentally preferable purchasing or EPP as we call it. Mm-hmm. And purchasing environmentally preferable products have a lesser or reduced impact on human health and the environment. It also supports manufacturing of products made with recycled content, which, again, closes that recycling loop. Uh, So we have examples of school board policies and links on where to find EPP products. Technology services is a direct link to our sister branch that handles electronic waste or e-waste. They provide great resources on how to handle e-waste and where to recycle it. And then the transportation webpage, we reference a lot of resources from our uh, Department of Toxic Substance Control Board, which is another department under the Cal-EPA umbrella. So DTSC provides fact sheets and tips on how to store, uh, transport, dispose of, and clean up materials that a school transportation department would handle.
1: Gotcha. Well, and under this umbrella, you know, you click one place and all these great resources uh, come up, but this waste reduction strategies for each department within a school district also includes a big one. Um, And that is child nutrition services and the school cafeteria, because that's where a big chunk of waste at every school site comes from. So talk to us about the resources that you
3: have there. Yeah, that is a big one. Um, So Under SB 1383, uh, we have a statewide goal to redirect 20% of the food that is currently being thrown away to be recovered and provided to hungry people. Uh, This law specifically states that starting in 2024, all local education agencies with an on-site food facility is to recover the maximum amount of edible food by either Contracting with a um, on-site food facility. Oh, uh, sorry, a food recovery service or organization, or bringing the food to a food recovery organization, and to keep records on the formal agreements with food recovery organizations. So there's a lot. Um, With these goals and requirements in mind, we created the Child Nutrition Services and School Cafeteria webpage to not only explain why food recovery is important, but how to reduce food waste, like using the offer versus serve as a menu option. So that's where you ask students what they want versus automatically serving food that they may not eat and then throw away. Um, We provide resources on share tables and provide guidance from the USDA on reducing and recovering food waste So, through the schools team, we've met some amazing school leaders uh, who've created policy changes and started practicing share tables in their school district. Um, And we highlight several of those on our website. For example, the Los Angeles Unified School District has had a food donation program with schools since 2011, Um, and the Oakland Unified School District provides a comprehensive guidebook that takes you through the steps in creating a program for food donation. Mm -hmm. And these are school districts that have real-world tips and policies they have been practicing for years, um, that schools who are now preparing for 1383 requirements can learn from and use to start planning now. And so... I mean, we don't have to continue throwing excess food away. School and school districts can start recovering edible food now to feed hungry people.
1: I love that. And and I'm very, very familiar with the program in Oakland. Um, and my friend, Nancy Deming has done tremendous work there um, and was way ahead of the, the curve when it comes to public policy. Long before there was SB 1383, um, they were really working hard on this. And they worked with their county department of health in order to ensure that what they were doing met all of the the codes and all of the regulations in terms of, you know, keeping the food that they were recovering safe for consumption by by someone else. So that's a that's a great case study, and I know LA Unified does a great job as well. Now, yeah. those were the resources that you guys have for the school district level. Let's talk about waste prevention ideas for schools and classrooms. Talk to us about reducing paper, uh, product purchasing, and even making lap boards. Love that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes. So we, we found um, paper through our waste characterization, waste characterization studies is over 30% of a school's waste stream. So the focus to reduce paper is the big one. Uh, we created a list of tips that might seem obvious, but sometimes as humans, we are creatures of habit. And have a tendency to do things because, quote, that's how it's always been done. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, um, for example, um, like, why print only on one side of the paper? Why not make double-sided copies the default? Or using a box to collect scratch paper and then binding them for taking notes? Um, Another tip would be not to provide paper handouts using an overhead projector more often instead. Mm -hmm. Um, Teachers can also make erasable lap boards with chalkboard paint for their students to use and then use old socks or carpet squares for erasers. Mm -hmm. The amount of paper saved could justify the purchasing of the materials to make the lap boards. Absolutely. And and the tie-in teaching moments would be asking the students to estimate the amount of paper saved over a specified period of time. I love uh, we even, Yeah, I know. And we even talk about how students can write letters to manufacturers to urge them to use less paper packaging or even having a no-waste day at school to see how much less waste students can generate. Oh, I love it. And your, your website
1: outlines all of this. So I, I really highly recommend calrecycle.ca.gov education. And that's where you can get to all of these resources. We're gonna take a quick commercial break, but when we come back we have much more Go Green radio. So don't go away folks, we'll be back right after this.
0: News. News. Opinion. Opinion and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com.
1: welcome back to go green radio so glad that you could all tune in and just in case you've only now joined us let me catch you up Uh, today we're talking with the cal recycle schools team and we're talking about all of the resources that they have to help schools lower their waste recycle more compost and recover edible food so that we can keep stuff out of the landfills i mean Landfills are really expensive to operate and to build new ones. We don't want to build new ones. Um, so we want to make sure that the lifespan of our existing landfills last as long as they can. Um, And so reducing the amount of stuff we send to the landfill is really important, not to mention the fact that it helps us fight climate change because a lot of the stuff that we send to landfills creates methane. So we don't want that. This is all good stuff. And these are the kinds of things that uh, any school in any state can get a hold of because it's out on the CalRecycle website. But we're talking specifically about helping schools in California comply with laws that pertain to their waste stream. So you guys also have some really cool ideas for preventing waste in the teacher's lounge and also at special events. So talk to us about that.
3: I actually feel like teachers are the original recyclers. Um, Teachers know how to reuse things and upcycle it to create something completely new every time. So many of our waste prevention tips are from them. Um, In the teacher's lounge, the use of a centralized bulletin board instead of individual announcements for each teacher's mailbox reduces paper waste, Um, and other tips are reusing packaging and other refillable toner cartridges. For special events, we learned how teachers design decorations and classroom themes that can be reused annually, and even exchanging decorations with other groups so they're new to their students. Um, Something we practice at CalRecycle and promote on our website is letting attendees know that their school is hosting a green event, Mm -hmm. and then they can contribute by bringing their own plate and silverware instead of the school providing disposables Um, or reusing name tags and collecting the tags at the end of the event to use again. So that's just some of the stuff that we have there.
1: Love it. That's so helpful. And sometimes, you know, even though it may seem like you know, common sense. It's just so helpful to have these kinds of resources to give you that, oh yeah, or that aha moment. So I love it that you guys include that. Your website also does a great job of describing some model programs at schools across the state. We talked about LA Unified and uh, Oakland Unified and their, um, you know, all of the great things they've done to prevent food waste. Um, But talk to us about some of the other case studies for comprehensive school recycling programs.
2: Yeah, the um, biggest benefit about being on the school's team is learning about model programs across the state. Uh, We highlight model programs based on region. Um, So when the mandatory commercial recycling law went into effect, several school districts just figured out what worked best for them. Uh, One model program is a partnership between the Fresno Local Conservation Corps and the surrounding schools. Um, The Fresno LCC provides young adults in Fresno and the surrounding communities with work experience and support in their education goals. Um, They have a school recycling team, and they provide recycling programs to elementary, middle, um, high school, and colleges in the area. They even have their own recycling mascot called the Carla Cool Can, (laughs) Um, to do recycling education events. And all the money generated from the CRV collected at each school is actually returned to that school as a check. So it's a great partnership between um, the Fresno Local Conservation Corps and the surrounding schools. Um, Another model program um, for school recycling is from Irvine Unified School District. Their recycling plan is posted on the district website and there are designated green teams at each school to oversee the recycling programs. Information on the green team's responsibilities are also listed online. And the flyers and signage used at the school sites can be downloaded. And there are instructions on how to handle different material types. And because all that information is easily accessible on the school district website, the process is both transparent and standardized across all the schools in the district which makes it just a model program for them
1: yeah that's i have found in my 18 years of of working with schools on these issues that that tends to be the the most solid approach is is you know, when a school district, because there's so many contracts involved with, you know, the waste stream, and there's, you know, policy and, and purchasing involved. And so, you know, I would never deny an, a singular school uh, time and resources if they wanted to go it alone. But But I'll tell you, It seems to me that when school districts take it on as a comprehensive program, it tends to go a little bit better. Um, Now, besides L.A. Unified and Oakland Unified, are there any other examples of model programs for school organics recovery programs or anything you want to mention in specific about what L.A. and Oakland do?
3: Yeah, um, so, when the mandatory commercial organics recycling law went into effect, we found school districts who were learning to recycle their organic waste through innovative programs. So, besides the um, LA program, there's two more that I wanted to talk about. First sure. is the Davis Joint Unified School District and the Davis Farm to School co uh, and the Davis Farm to School co-sponsored a district-wide waste reduction program called Davis Rise. Um, and RISE stands for Recycling is Simply Elementary. Um, the Davis RISE Lunch Waste Reduction Program set up each school with a four-container recycling station with standardized color-coded signage in both English and Spanish, um, and on the containers, on the signs, to show what goes where. Um, the students separate their organics, which included food waste, napkins, and milk cartons, trash. And mixed recyclables, so for example, uh, yogurt and cereal containers, drink bottles, or foil. Um, and then there is also a container for other materials. So for example, some schools used TerraCycle um, to participate, and they collect foil drink or snack pouches and mail it back to the company for repurposing. And those companies are used for things that are, you know, harder to recycle traditionally. Um, Through these efforts, schools saved over $43,000 by cutting disposal costs. And another program um, within the Manhattan Beach Unified School District which diverts 100% of their food waste by combining on-site composting with a municipal program that converts food waste into an engineered bioflurry used to generate energy. Um, And this pilot program grew into a parent-initiated program called Grades for Green, which (laughs) provides hands-on environmental leadership training. Uh, Grades for Green students successfully pushed for a plastic straw ban um, alongside their elected officials in the community. And they hold trash-free lunch challenges, which is a competition with L.A. area schools to see which campus could reduce its lunchtime waste the most over the course of the school year, which is, I think, a cool way to have a little competition for something good.
1: Yep. That sounds fun. And and I know the Grades of Green folks, they do a fantastic job down there in Manhattan Beach and the, the surrounding area. Um, now, your website even lists some local government programs for schools throughout the state. And I would love for you to give us some examples.
2: Yeah, there there have been some great partnership examples. Um, one is Stop Waste, which is a public agency governed by the Alameda County Waste Management Authority, the Alameda Source Reduction and Recycling Board, and the Energy Council. Um, Stop Waste offers Alameda County schools technical assistance when schools commit to a comprehensive district-wide waste reduction and recycle program through reusing, recycling, and composting, including closing that recycling loop by purchasing recycled products. They have um, the Smart Cafeteria Initiative um, that provides assistance and equipment necessary for safe handling of food for sharing and donation. And if you haven't seen it yet, you should check out their YouTube videos that they created on food share tables.
1: Nice.
2: Um, another great example is the Oceanside Unified School District, who partnered with the city of Oceanside. Um, and they were the very first district in the nation to formally commit to a goal of zero waste. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so since 2012, uh, city of Oceanside staff had been working with the school district, and all 23 school sites have recycling programs in place. So, at South Oceanside Elementary School, they include all grades in their zero-waste leadership team to engage all students in taking responsibility for reducing and properly disposing their waste. And at Del Rio Elementary, another school in the Oceanside School District, they have a zero-waste school culture that extends from the classroom to all the school events and even to the surrounding community.
1: I love it. And and actually, the, the city of Oceanside is blessed to have Colleen Foster, one of my good buddies, um, who's been right in the middle of all of this for many years. And I actually heard um, her and her city team and the uh, Oceanside Unified School District team give a joint presentation last year when we could all be in, per, uh, in person at the CRRA convention, uh, the California Resource Recovery Association convention, and it was it was a great story and and they had teachers, students, um, and city staff all together talking about how they made this partnership work between the city and the school district and it's it's a great example i'm glad you guys have that up on your website we're going to take a quick break but when we come back we have a whole slew of other things to talk about so you just can't go away you want to hear this there's going to be more go green radio right after this
0: streaming live the leader in internet talk radio VoiceAmerica.com. For more information about Covanta Energy, visit us today at www.covantaenergy.com. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com.
1: Welcome back to Go Green Radio, everybody. So glad that you could tune in. And just in case you only now joined us, let me catch you up. Our guests today are from the Cal Recycle Schools team. And we're talking about just this treasure trove of resources that they have on their website to help California schools. And P.S., any school can get a hold of this, uh, no matter where you are. Uh, They're still salient, uh, even if you're outside of California. And if you go to www.calrecycle.ca, Dot .gov slash recycle slash schools. Boom, you're there and you can get a hold of all of this stuff. Now, you know, we've been talking about a lot of different programs, a lot of role model school districts, but I know what a lot of schools are thinking out there. Hey, we need some help that some of this stuff costs money. Um, and your website also lists some grants and funding available for school recycling efforts. So talk to us about some of those options.
2: Yeah, so CalRecycle has several competitive grant programs that schools can apply to, including our community composting for green space grant, which is to help increase the number of operating small scale composting programs within disadvantaged and low-income communities. The California Alliance for Community Composting has received that grant, and they are launching a network of community compost sites across the state. They are currently accepting applications with an upcoming due date of November 24th. Um, There is also the Food Waste Prevention and Rescue Grants So this grant will help in establishing new and expanding food waste and prevention projects. The application cycle is currently open and applications are due on November 20th if you're interested in that one. For our grant programs, I highly, highly recommend signing up for our listserv to get announcements of when cycles open. Um, and actually, my team is looking to update this particular webpage to include funding programs for schools from all the Cal EPA videos. Um, for example, like the Air Resources Board's Clean School Bus Replacement Program to replace older school buses with zero-emission or hybrid buses. Um, so check back on it. We are always looking for grant and funding resources to add.
1: That is so helpful. Now, I know that, you know, right now, a lot of schools are, you know, trying to make it work with online school. And, you know, we don't know how long that'll be going on. But when schools are able to think about adding new um, instructional materials or uh, creating some kind of environmental education programs at their schools, if they don't already have it, what kinds of things will they find on your website?
3: Yeah, they'll find um, the California Education and Environment Initiative called the California EEI Curriculum, um, which is a program of CalRecycle's Office of Education and the Environment. Uh, Their mission is to foster environmental literacy to all California students. Um, the curriculum teaches science and history social science using the environment as a context for learning, and it's designed to increase environmental literacy and is available to anyone and at no cost. And we have curriculum from kindergarten up through 12th grade, so it's a great resource.
1: It really is, and my one of my good friends, Dr. Jerry Lieberman, was heavily involved with Uh, creating that curriculum, it is first rate, it is free, and they even have instructional videos and materials on how to teach it. And it's K-12 through uh, on a number of different topics, not just waste reduction, Mm -hmm. but I mean, all kinds of environmental topics. I love it. Now, some of our schools Mm -hmm. are going to get excited to get outside in ways they never have before. (laughs) And they may be looking for guidance on how to start a school garden. What information does your website offer on that?
2: You Actually, you will find that the resources on that webpage tie in with our K-12 through EEI curriculum that Haley just mentioned. Um, school gardens provide hands-on experience for students by expanding those lessons outside of the classroom. Um, school gardens reinforce the concepts of food production, decomposition, water conservation and composting, and just so much more. So our website has information also on integrated pest management, and that is where you are managing school garden pests without the use of harmful pesticides, and you will learn about the benefits of compost and how to make your own, including worm composting, which is always fun for kids to see and experience firsthand. It really is. And I just want to mention to everybody
1: that the website for that is a little bit of a different path. Um, this is www.calrecycle.ca.gov slash education slash gardens. And for the EEI curriculum, super easy to find. It's calrecycle.ca.gov slash education slash curriculum. So get out there and you can find those, you know, I I want to go back to a a concept, you know, we were talking about grants and funding, but there's also uh, a lot of awards, there are recognitions that if schools want to, you know, shoot for a a new big goal, get an award, um, you have a page that lists all kinds of awards, recognitions and partnerships that schools can engage in. So talk to us about some of those programs, those awards and recognition programs.
3: Sure. Um, So, we learn about great models from the award programs. Um, The California School Boards Association's Golden Bell Awards recognizes outstanding programs and governance practices of school boards in school districts and county offices of education. They have program awards for sustainable, renewable, energy, and resource-efficient programs. There's also um, the California Department of Education's Green Ribbon Schools Award that some of Cal School's team members participate in by scoring applicants, and I'm actually one of those people this year, so looking forward to that. Um, And the Green Ribbon Schools Award recognizes schools that take a comprehensive approach to greening their school. and then another partnership we have is with Keep California Beautiful's K-12 through Recycling Challenge, and you'll actually see CalRecycle staff during the kickoff event happening later this month. That um, Recycling Challenge has been happening since 2015 and has recycled 7 million tons of material at over 1,500 schools, so it's a really cool program. It is. And we... Yeah, we, we also highlight great partnerships like with you and with the <laughs> Go Green Initiative. Um, through partnerships like yours and the Go Green Initiative, we learn about how local leaders of the 21st century, which were high school students from Amador Valley High School in Pleasanton, um, took on several groups of stakeholders and how the students catered their messaging to each one. And the end result of that was the school board passing an integrated waste management policy, which is just super cool. Um, And it's through partnerships and model programs like yours where we know all schools can be successful in reducing waste, recycling, and creating a cultural of environmental stewardship. And I mean, now Go Green Initiative has gone global in all 50 states and 73 countries, Um, so it's amazing to learn from leaders like you and the impacts you're making in schools everywhere.
1: Thank you so much. You know, I did not know you were going to bring that up and I'm so excited that you did <laughs> because my students will listen to this and they will be thrilled. Um, it was a really cool day uh, when we got to come up to Sacramento and, and talk to the Cal Recycle Schools team and, um, and, kind of present what they'd been doing and their advocacy within the school district and we really appreciated the time and attention and great questions that you you ask of the students and that was that was a pinnacle moment for a lot of them they'd never uh, done anything quite like that and so um, we love our partnership with Cal Recycle. You know in the final moments that we have left in the show I want to give you guys a chance to to leave some parting thoughts, uh, what would you like for our listeners who are staff, teachers, students, and parents in California schools to know?
2: Yes, yeah, so there are um, there are several banners with the, with environmental quotes that hang in the Cal EPA building. Uh, when, one of which has stuck by me and for me rings just so true. And it says we do not inherit the land from our ancestors. We borrow it from our children. So we need to teach students to carry on the message of environmental stewardship that our natural resources are not limitless and that we must take action now to protect what we have. And we can do this by reducing our waste, reusing instead of disposables, recycling materials like Food scraps Absolutely. and organics to make compost, and recovering food to feed people. Well said. Um, these activities, yes, yeah, I know. I, I know it. so. With SB thirteen eighty three, it calls for everyone's help, and most importantly, for our schools and students right. to carry on that message. Thank you, Kerry. Um, that working. was well
1: said. And I love, love what you guys are doing. And I, I hate to cut you off, but it's we've reached the witching hour of the end of our show. And it's been wonderful mm-hmm. having you guys on. Well done, Cal Recycle Schools team. And thanks to all of our listeners for tuning in as well. We'll be here same time, same place next week with more Go Green Radio. Until then, have a wonderful week and do something in your life to go green.